This is a sermon for Pentecost. It is called The Way. On August 5th, 2010, 33 men walked into a mine just as they had done every day in the country of Chile. They were used to the darkness, the tunnels, the dirt and grime and dust. They made their way down and down, three miles below the surface, when a, an enormous portion of the mine collapsed. The 33 men knew enough to find their way to a room that had been created for such a catastrophe as this, a safe room in case the mine were to collapse. 33 men sat in darkness, saving their food and rationing it, an occasional flashlight, a word of comfort, Meanwhile, the rest of the world began to wake up to their predicament. The men prayed that someone would find them somehow, that there would be a way that they could be saved. People all over the world began to pray. NASA came, the government of Chile, and many others came. Many made donations. It would take 69 days before those men miraculously were pulled out of the darkness. But their first sign of hope came when a drill was able to go down, down, down with a light to find its way to the room, just a small piece of light the men attached a note to the drill bit. We're here, all 33 of us. We're okay. While they were down in the darkness, one of the men's wives would have a baby, a girl. She named her Esperanza, which means hope. After Jesus' resurrection and ascension, the disciples were lost. They had adored him, and his departure meant nothing but darkness. There was no way forward. He was the Savior. He was the one to show them the way. How could he have left them? What were they to do next? And so they too hid in a room. They shut the door and they had no idea what they were to do next. What happened in that upper room was a spiritual phenomenon which transcends words. The event which we call the Pentecost is equal in importance and splendor to Christmas and Easter. 
but our culture has never known what to do with it, not in America, not in Europe, because you cannot make a Hallmark card from the Pentecostal fire. You cannot make Christmas trees or Easter bunnies. It doesn't market well. It was too wild, too untamed. What happened in that upper room was light. It was fire. And it changed them forever. We tend to associate fire with hell, which really is incorrect, because in the Bible, most often fire is associated with the potency of the presence of God. At the opening of the gate to the Garden of Eden, there is an angel that stands guarding with a sword made of flames of fire. When Moses wandered the desert, alone in the wilderness after murdering a man, unsure of who he was or what was to come of him, he encountered God in a bush that was burning with flames. And God spoke from the flames, saying, I am who I am. Take off your shoes, this is holy ground. And the bush was not consumed by the fire. And the Hebrew people, after fleeing slavery, were terrified as they wandered the desert. And when the darkness came at night, they were led by God by a pillar of fire. Oh yes, fire is a sign of God, a sign of incredible strength. Fire is otherworldly. It's not really gas or liquid or solid. Where does it come from? What is it? It's unpredictable. It's frightening. It can spread. It can burn. It can destroy. It can also save lives and heal. What is it? And why did it come to us on this particular day of Pentecost? When Jesus was transfigured on the mountain of the transfiguration and Moses and Elijah were with him, the disciples tried to describe what happened and all they could talk about was light, blinding light. And that's what happened in that upper room. There were these tongues of fire, these flames coming out of the people's heads. And this flame, it altered them. It turned them from people of fear into people of faith. And they no longer were in hiding. They burst out of that room. They walked into the streets. They spoke in many languages. They started telling the story of Jesus and they kept on walking and walking and walking. Legends have it that some walked as far as India, down into Africa, into Europe. They kept on going. Their way became a great way, many, many different ways, going in many directions. When a Christian is baptized, they are also sealed by the Holy Spirit, marked as Christ's own forever. It is that spirit signified by the flame that burns within each one of us, that urges us to leave behind our rooms of fear, our dark tunnels of confusion, 
and to allow the light of our Savior to lead us in the way. And my way will look different from your way. Your way is made up of the unique, incredible qualities of your life and person, of your gifts, of your struggles, of your past, of your future, your relationships, your setting, your culture, your strengths, your challenges, your forgiveness, and your magnificence. Your way will be unique, but you too will find a way to follow the light of the Savior. And your way will lead you home. We will all meet there where our way becomes the way, becomes the light, becomes the life. We will meet in the place of light. Sixty-nine days after they were buried alive, the Chilean miners were taken to safety by a capsule which was created, which pulled them one by one back to the surface and into the light. Many of them became religious men, falling on their knees when they saw the ground once more, when they saw the sunlight in the faces of their loved ones, weeping, holding each other, so thankful for what had once been taken for granted. They were on a journey, just like us, a journey out of the darkness and into the light. Do you dare leave your room of fear, of safety? Do you dare allow the fire of the Pentecost to burn within you? changing you from someone who is frightened into someone who has courage, who has power beyond their own understanding. Can you hear the words of the gospel? Do you dare to speak them? Life is a journey. And for followers of Jesus, it is a journey towards the light of our Savior. It is the way that leads home. Amen.